just remember that things don't stay bad forever. Like, if today feels kinda sucky, maybe tomorrow you'll get kinda lucky. Dwayne Daddy! Dwayne Daddy! You're listening to the Ramble Room. <laughs> Ariana just showed me that. I have no idea I'll post what it. that's about. I'll post it to our Ramble Room when this episode comes out. Perfect. <sighs> I we're, love that. We're oh my literally. Gosh. You changed. I know. Oh, different. I changed my uh, Disney Plus profile icon to an icon. <laughs> well, I mean, I had I had Pocahontas on there, and then and I love both of them, but I kind of I ended up changing it to Mulan. Mine is if Flynn Esmeralda Rider. were on there, you bet your ass. That's who my profile would be, or Quasimodo, but neither of them are on there. Mine's Flynn Rider. Yeah, yours is Flynn Rider. That makes sense. I don't think it'll for ever obvious change. reasons. All of my profiles on all of like our streaming services are of men I'm attracted to. Okay, thank you for sharing that with us today, Ariana. You're welcome. I appreciate your honesty. Do you have a story you would like to share? My story has absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the actual movie "Stuck in the Suburbs" that we watched, but the song "Stuck in the Middle with You." plays in this and that is a 70s song and it played during the I guess in between like intermission and like in between before the show started that uh, my dad and I sorry our dad no it's just he's just your (laughs) our dad and I he took me to go see a Billy Joel tribute concert because I love Billy Joel and uh while we were there, that song did play before the show started, and I think it might have played again in between, like when they had their 20-minute intermission. And, yeah, so that's fun. I had a fun time doing that and singing along to every song because Billy Joel is a wonderful storyteller. Billy Joel is a master of music. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Billy Joel is a master of music, a master of lyricism. Was that your story? Yeah, I just uh, figured I'd talk about going to that tribute concert. It was fun. Going to the Mat. That was another great movie. Oh yeah, a fantastic movie. We also, Ari, Ari and I watched with our mom the new Mighty Ducks show. Oh my gosh. I It's pretty fucking good, okay? I have a personal vendetta against Emilio Estevez, if you don't remember that from our Mighty Ducks podcast. Which I knew. Which is why I kind of sort of previewed it. I watched like the first three episodes. Melissa was like, Ariana, I just started watching this Mighty Ducks TV show and it's actually pretty good. And I was like, if Emilio Estevez is in it, I won't watch it because I will want to die the whole time. And then she goes, I was like, uh, he, he's, I was like, he's in it, but he's not like, he's actually way better. Like, I don't care. And he was fine. He wasn't, you know, my favorite character in the show because he's not my favorite character ever, but there was a girl who had a TikTok and she goes, does anybody else just have like an, a celebrity arch nemesis? And they go, and they don't really know why, but they just hate them. Anyway, um, and the first person that came to mind was Emilio Estevez and a close second would be Matthew Morrison. <laughs> Actually, I think that maybe they're tied. Well, the Matthew one definitely makes sense. <laughs> maybe they're, maybe Matthew's worse, but it's just, I don't, I don't know. There's something about Emilio that just really, 
<laughs> really gets under my skin. I don't know what it is. But I said, I said to her, hey, he's... I also didn't realize that Emilio was related to the Sheens until recently. Yeah. And my entire family treated me like I was an idiot. And I, well, for, for a poll, for those who listen, the three people, can you guys comment on our most recent um, Instagram post and tell me, did you know that Emilio Estevez was related to Charlie and Martin Sheen? I guarantee you at least one other person will not have known that fact. I'm sure they won't, but like for our family standards, come on, Ariana. Yeah, this is the shit we're, I had to deal with. I was 10 years old and my, my sisters were like, oh, you don't know who Barf Blingago is from <laughs> the back scene of fucking Ella Enchanted? No, I don't know who Barf Bingo is. Leave me alone. <laughs> Barf Bingo? It was in just a random name, but it's not even a name. It was just words. You know who Barf Bingo is? <laughs> He's that guy that's pushing the cart in Ella Enchanted. <laughs> Why did you pick Ella Enchanted? I don't know. I was trying to think of a movie from our childhood. <laughs> And like a really obscure actor, but I couldn't think of any actor, so Barf Bingle-Goo came to my mind. Yeah, I hope there's an actor whose name is Barf Bingle-Goo. If not Barf, Bart. Oh Something my close. God. Anyway, I'll give you a one-sentence pitch oh, for this 2004 classic starring Taryn Killam, Brenda oh. Song. And which Panabaker sister is this? This one is Danielle. Danielle Panabaker. I'm making sure. I would love to give you the one sentence pitch. It is. It's her. Okay. It's Danielle. A bored suburban teen accidentally switches phones with a pop star. I'd say that's actually not a bad one sentence pitch. Yeah. And all kinds of shenanigans can be. Melissa and I have watched this so many times. It's really good. I like like this one. It is not one that we grew up watching by any means, but. Having found it in adulthood, um, we watched it. It's really it. fantastic. I love We've it. watched it upwards of 10 times, I'd say, <laughs> yeah. whether together or apart. It's amazing, and I love it. I mean, it's got Taron Killam, who, like, he's playing a boy. Up. He's playing, like, a, a lead, like, almost Justin Bieber boy band type, and it's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. He's so handsome. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. We loved him in um, Big Fat Liar. Big Fat Liar when, when we, were we were kids. And then we, like, you know, you grow up and you see them do other things. And, and you're he like, was oh, an he's SNL. on SNL. And we were like, oh, my gosh, we love him. It was, like, him and Andy Samberg was, like, the two that I really paid attention to. <sighs> All right. So this movie starts with just, you know, the worst. No, no, no. It starts with the best song ever, Ari. It goes, huh, oh, 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 oh. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, and he goes, I can't believe. It's very Jesse McCartney vibes. Now, let's make this very clear from the get-go. This is Jordan Seeley. Drew Seeley. Harry, you almost fucked that up. It's Drew Seeley, not Jordan Seeley. Who the hell is that? His brother. (laughs) Drew Seeley. Yeah, Taryn's character's name. Kate Hill. But it is not Taryn Killam singing. It is... None Drew other. Seeley, a.k.a. Troy Bolton in High School Musical 1. A.k.a. Disney's favorite. You are not, your thing. face isn't good enough to be on screen for a lead, but we'll sure as hell put you on the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is he's a very handsome man. I know, that's why it's funny. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Another fun fact. I pointed this out to Ariana because I didn't re- realize it the first time we watched the show. Oh, yeah. But I watched... I made Caitlin, our older sister, who's been on the you, podcast. You recall. I made her watch Dawson's Creek because she was the only one in our family who hadn't. So I had to do what needed to be have done. Have we talked okay? about Dawson's Creek on this? I think we have. Because we talked about how that's how we ended up deciding to watch Mighty Ducks. Because we're like, well, now we have to watch everything with Joshua in it. Yeah. Anyway, 
I made her watch it, and we got to season six. And all of a sudden at the table, Caitlin was like, is that Drew Seeley? And I said, what? And then we rewound it. And I was like, I think it is. And I looked it up. And lo and behold, Drew Seeley was in one episode of Dawson's Creek as an extra at a table who's like kind of making fun of Joey. What's also funny is that he does, in fact, play um, an extra in this, basically. Uh, he's got like two lines and he's got a little cameo. So we'll talk about that when we reach that point. But sure. Uh, well, he's let's, in here. yeah, let's get into the movie then, I guess, because we talk about how this started out with the song and it's Drew Seeley. And it's, and it's flashes of like a music Teen video. 17. Oh, yeah. Magazine. Magazine. But it's also mixed with the musical. Mm-hmm. Musical. A music video. Oh, my gosh. We get Chief Karen Vick from Psych. If you haven't watched that show, please <laughs> Kristen do. Nelson. Um, she's in this. She plays the mother of the main of Danielle Panabaker. Yes. And what's her what's her character's name? I already don't remember. We'll figure it out. Um, but there's yeah, a so lot of overacting on the kids part. Well, absolutely, yeah. The little brother is um, so aggressively annoying. <laughs> yeah, he uh, <laughs> make a wish. Yeah, it basically is like this carpool for the kid, the girls in the soccer team, and they all end up at Danielle's house. Yeah, because they're like, oh my gosh, Jordan Cahill's gonna be on TV. So they're watching a music video. It's kind of like Ariana's laughing at the music video because Taryn Killam dancing and pretending to be like a Justin Bieber type is really funny. It's just like like knowing Taryn Killam. Yeah, and it's like, what? It's like he has to just watch this and go, what was I doing? It's like- He probably doesn't watch this, let's be no, real. No, 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 probably not. But also it's him with long hair and it's I so atrocious. hate his hair in this. It's I atrocious love it. looking. They cut it later and it's literally the most iconic switch I fell in love. It's that- classic see this is 2004 so they haven't quite gotten out of the 90s so he's got the the highlights in his hair but when they cut it really short he's got like the frosted tips kind of look which love that we're fans we're fans of the frosted tips okay well on the right person we should say yes because there are some people where it's like why did you do that like what was what's his face the one who nobody remember his remembers his name and in sync (laughs) i don't know like there's joey fatone they all did it Right. Chris Kirkpatrick. Oh, yeah, him. That guy. <laughs> Number five. Now, okay, so, yeah, they're dancing to this music video. <laughs> this scene is long, I'm now realizing. Yeah, but they're dancing, like, a very specific dance move, and it is not following the choreography of, of the, the background the dancers in background the video. dancers in the music video. So I'm very confused as to how, did they plan that before? Do they just always listen to that song and right. they came up with those dance moves for themselves? Maybe. It kind of reminds me of, like, the Corny Collins show in Hairspray. Like, oh my let's gosh. run home so we can get get home and watch this video or watch the Corny Collins show, right? The mash, they do the mashed potato mambo, baby. And then you kind of find out that the brother does, like, Jordan Cahill because uh, he's kind of humming along to the songs. This has nothing to do with the plot. I'm just stating what, what it is. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, so the little brother, I mean, we mostly focus on Danielle's family and her storyline. Yeah. So and she's we, the main character, obviously. Main character vibes. I still don't... Jessie. No, Jessie's the older sister. Yeah. I should and just Jessie, look up the character's the, the names. The older sister. We kind of ship the older sister, who I think oh is gosh, a college yeah. student. She is. With Jordan Cahill. We, she, like, want them to be together. It'd be so cute. I believe she's either a college student... Or a senior Or she's school. a senior in high school. And I think, technically, Taryn Killam's character... 
maybe just graduated high school, right? It's something like that. Because so he's still not, like we're not a being teen. creepy, guys. Right? <laughs> we just ship the older sister. And we definitely don't Aaron ship Taylor. because she's not like a huge. She's she's not like a, not a fan of him, but she's also not like boy obsessed. Has posters on her wall of Jordan, right? Like her sister does. Which her <laughs> sister's name? I'm is... looking up her name. Brittany. Brittany. Which is there a more perfect name? I love that. For an early aughts movie, it's like, Britney. It's Britney, bitch. Nice. Yeah, so um, Britney is Danielle's character. I'm assuming it's spelled, though, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y. Yes, it is. Not like Britney. Yeah. Um, We kind of learned that Britney herself is a songwriter. She likes writing songs about doors opening and closing. Not a very good one. Well, she's 14. Relax. No, no one is fantastic at fourteen. Yeah, but she's also Unless playing you're like the a guitar. prodigy. She's just, she's just playing around. Okay, she's exploring her musical abilities, right? I think it's just something that she wants to do for fun, probably because she's trying to be more like Jordan. Probably, the, the Brittany has kind of an identity crisis, um, for most of this movie. Yeah, she has that typical first first world white girl probs. Where she's, you know, she's questioning her existence and she's, like, bored with her life and she thinks her life is boring. And it's like, Brittany, you don't even know the half of a boring life, okay? So that's why when um, she gets to school the next day, there's a new girl from Natasha, New York. Which is Brenda Song's character. And it, and it excites her because she's like, oh my gosh, this person is, like, completely different from me and, and doesn't care about Jordan Cahill and, like, yeah, I want to be more like her because she honestly would rather be anybody but herself which i don't want to be anybody else oh my gosh i can't wait to get to selena's era oh i know wizards of Weird selena Place, the movie here we come princess protection program are you kidding me <laughs> ah! wait till we watch jump in Ooh, kiki palmer <laughs> corbin blue okay so then we find out that jordan's coming to town right He's going to be performing, like, probably close to the local news studio. Oh, he's filming a, a video. Yeah, and But we get, like, this nice cross-screen um, conver- phone conversation with all of the that, girls. And they like to use that in a lot of these. Well, it was very, I think it was made popular by Mean Girls, which also came out in 2004. So I really don't know who did it first. Because they probably the filmed egg. at the same time. But, yeah, it was a pretty popular thing to do. It's almost like the, the software in order to do that came out and everyone was like, shit, we got like, to come up with something to we do. We got to do split phone calls, okay? It's the only way to do this. Um, So, yeah, then we have, I mean, I, I don't really know. The the mom, like, what does, what does Brittany's mom do? She's trying to save a house, right? The mom's like on a historical site preservation company or um, board or something. Like yeah. she's trying to protest the demolishing of a of an abandoned old building because it's got historical value. Yeah, and the dad is in a business suit, so one can assume he's a lawyer or something, an he's accountant. A lawyer. Right, and older sister Jessie is super like studious, mm-hmm. so she's like straight A student. She doesn't give a shit about what Brittany is worried about <laughs> and the family forgets her like they're driving to school and they completely forget her no now now i'm questioning because remember the older sister she's like just learning how to drive which doesn't mean anything like she could be a senior just learning how to drive 
But I remember this whole thing of, like, she just got her license, Mm -hmm. but she still, like, hates driving because she's bad at it. I'd assume then maybe she's a senior in high school. Maybe. According to Disney standards. Sure. Yeah. So Brittany's got her, like, set of friends that are all obsessed with Jordan, and they all wear their hair the same way. I tell you this much. In a ponytail. (laughs) I genuinely could not be in a group of friends that all had the same crush on the same guy. Um, I think it would drive me nuts. Why? I don't think that would be hard because it's not like any of you are actually going to get him. No, I you know. You can all just enjoy the fact that this guy's cute together. True, but I, it would get to a point where it was like, who knows him better? Who knows like the most facts about him, I feel? At least in high school. Mm. Which clearly, you know, their friendship group doesn't like stick together. Yeah, I know. Throughout the most well, majority of the movie. That's because Natasha comes in. And she's kind of, like, making fun of the fact that they're obsessed with Jordan Cahill. And she's like, oh, right, you guys love those boy bandy type guys, don't you? And they're all offended by this. But Brittany thinks that Natasha is super cool because... She's been living in Europe for the last year. And she's a new student. She seems like... She's got a different fashion sense. Yeah, she's lived a different life, had more experience. And as she had just got done telling her mom, she's bored with her life Mm -hmm. and tired of living in the suburbs. So, yeah, so she d- she kind of takes her hair out. <laughs> it's like She's, the first start of her being like, I'm not like these other white I'm not idiots. like these other girls. And quirky. So, yeah, so then she wants to become friends with Natasha, so they start hanging out. So then Natasha, I believe Brittany invites her over to her house, right? Yes. But she wasn't prepared for this, so when they get there, she runs upstairs to, like, quickly take all the Jordan posters down because she's embarrassed now. Mm-hmm. And she wants Natasha to think she's, like, cool and not like other girls. Um, so then, yeah. She the... basically has her mom distract her while she runs up to take down her posters. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, then they hang out. But then I think Brittany gets a call from her friends, right? Because they're like, the music video is happening downtown now. And then... Um, she tells Natasha, and Natasha's like, "Oh, let's go make fun of it." Yeah, she's like, "This sounds like fun. Let's go there and be part of the, be part of the crowd. I want to see what goes on with this music video." Mm-hmm. So even though she thinks it's embarrassing, she thinks it's also funny to go over there and kind of laugh at the girl screaming. Which also let's just note that Natasha has a soccer ball bag. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a hollowed out soccer ball that she's made into a purse. <laughs> I think that's just a design of a purse, but it looks like a soccer ball. Right? I'm willing to assume it's made out of a soccer ball. Really? I thought it was just like a style thing. No. I'm pretty sure that's sure a those... genuine soccer ball. But are you sure that's not like a brand of something that existed in the early 2000s? I mean, you could look it up, but I'm pretty sure it's Disney being Disney once again. Coming in with the layers they're and like, the fedoras. They're like, we're going to start selling these in stores because... <laughs> this is going to be a hit. Brittany's little brother, which I still don't remember his name. He is like constantly. Cooper? I think maybe Cooper. That sounds right. But he's constantly trying to like spy on Brittany, which, which is sometimes it's weird because at one point. creepy. At one point he was like hiding in her closet for a really long time. And I was like, what the fuck would happen if she walked in there and, and wanted to get changed? Ew. Yeah. Every phone call, I'll tell you this much, is a split screen phone call. Yeah. 
Oh, that's also the thing is Natasha wants to pretend to be one of the screaming girls because she's like, this sounds like fun. Let's go pretend to like love this guy, Jordan, and scream at the music video. So, um, so yeah, then he's got his friend Eddie. Sorry, I should say Jordan has his friend Eddie, who I think he's he's been with since childhood, right? Yeah. And Eddie is like, he basically hired Eddie as his assistant. Yeah. And, um. Uh, He's he's talking to a music video director before they start filming, and he doesn't like the direction of the music video. He feels it's not genuine. He doesn't like having background dancers. He fe- he, he doesn't like the fact that they're pushing the boy band thing on him. Yeah. Because he's like, I want to write ballads and shit, and uh, I want to be uh, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I want to be... <laughs> and then we so... get an iconic song yes. called More Than Me. And again, seeing Taryn Killam, I think it kind of works because Taryn Killam is obviously not boy band-esque. So it kind of works that like... He's a struggling artist who doesn't like his look anymore. Yeah, because it doesn't fit him. So it already feels awkward watching him try to do this music video. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, that's not you. I want to know what the audition process Sorry, we're watching this. It's ridiculous. Watching it without sound is even better because you see even more like the facial expressions he's making. Um. So yeah, he gets frustrated again. And what has that guy been in? He's like a serial killer or something, or he's like something in a the director guy. Yeah, he was in The Mentalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the bad guy in The Mentalist. Um. So yeah, the his manager is getting mad at him, and Eddie, the assistant, is like he's trying to be supportive of. Supportive of Jordan, but the manager is also, like, expecting him to keep his friend in line. Yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Okay. So then Jordan gives Eddie his phone, which has his original songs on there. Mm-hmm. Ones that he's wanting to release, but the studio that he works with or whatever won't let him, right? Classic Charlie Puth vibes. <laughs> so then Eddie's like, yeah, sure, I'll take your phone. Um. And he wants it downloaded to a CD because I think he's wanting to release his own songs, but Mm -hmm. he's also kind of holding back. Brittany runs into Eddie. They bump into each other. Um, Things go flying. Things go flying around. And basically... Because, you know, that's how movies always portray a fall. And here's my thing. Things happen. Their phones get switched. Now, here's my question. How does a phone get switched? when? Besides the fact that her phone is pink. That's what... And it's narrower... And longer, and his phone is gray and whiter and shorter. So, like, how do you mix up those two phones, first of all? You don't. You wouldn't. If it was two iPhones? Absolutely. And it was just, like, the top side of the iPhone? Sure, I could understand that. But she's got, like, a... It's not a BlackBerry, because those didn't exist yet, I don't think. But it's a nicer cell phone of the time in 2004. Yeah. So now the phones have been switched... Brittany's like, who the fuck's phone do I have? And where the hell is my phone? And I, uh, I believe she ends up calling it her own phone. I think they do investigating on the phone and realize that it's um, Jordan's, though. But that's after. Anyway, so they call the phone. I think they do some like weird tracking on it, don't they? So they know that the guy, they know that the guy they ran into, Eddie is on the bus. He's a roadie, they think he is. Mm -hmm. And she's trying to call the phone, but he's not answering. So then they end up doing some research and finding out that 
basically him and his whole group of people that he's touring with are staying at a specific York. hotel. So then they drive to this hotel, and this is where we see Drew Seeley. Mm-hmm. He's like the one of the concierge people. Oh, that's he, right. He like works at the desk. That's right. You're right. There he is. <laughs> why there wasn't he is. why wasn't Drew in was he in any of the high school musicals? Was he in the first one? I don't think he makes cameos. I could be wrong. He could be in the very first scene. Right. Like in the like just being a teen or the something. Karaoke crowd. Okay. Well, um Oh my gosh. Another Cinderella story? Drew Seely, <laughs> Selena Gomez? What are the odds? So then they're telling him the concierge, Drew Seeley, that they are trying to get in touch with this guy who has their phone. And he doesn't believe them. He thinks they're just trying to figure out where Jordan is staying and what room he's in. And meanwhile, Jessie, the older sister, is yelling at them to hurry up because she drove them. And she's a goody two-shoes, so she doesn't want to get in trouble. Then they get a call from the front desk. And Eddie's like, oh, crap. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit, I do have the wrong phone. But he sent them away, I think. And then, yeah, so then he runs because he realizes he's made a mistake and he needs to switch their phones back, but he doesn't catch them in time and they're gone. So then I think, does he try calling his phone then next? I think so. It's a lot of back and forth with the phone calls, man. Oh, yeah, he can't remember Jordan's phone number off the top of his head. Yeah, so he's, so he's trying, trying a bunch to figure of different out how numbers. to call. Right. And then while, while Eddie's freaking out about the phone, Jordan's having an existential crisis about much like Brittany yeah much like Brittany but he's he's not sure what to do about his songs because he doesn't like the songs that they're making him sing and Eddie's trying to make the best of the situation he's like well they're catchy songs man I don't know I mean this is a good thing for you and then oh yeah that's right he also has an ex-girlfriend Penelope right yeah and he doesn't really like her like he was kind of forced to date her I think Uh it's uh Classic dating for publicity. Yeah, this is hilarious. First of all, we just saw Brittany is talking about this phone and she's like, wow, this phone, it has has internet access. She was like, it has TV and internet access. And then she's like, well, you have to pay pay for it, blah, blah, blah. You have to have a password to access it. Yeah, you can have a password and know how to hack into things to access it. But uh, that's just a funny little thing. It's funny because it's 2004 and we're in 2023 too. It's almost 2023. That means, yeah, that means this movie's almost 20 years old, which is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Here's the other thing. I just noticed that Brittany, Brittany is supposed to have taken down all her Jordan posters. But at this point, Natasha still, (laughs) I just noticed that. The split screen, yeah. No, it's the split the screen. Yeah, it's the split screen, but the split screen shoved Eddie over as if like it's a real thing. Like, as if it's a wall that just hit him. Yeah. Yeah, he like acted like it just hit him in the side. I can't. <laughs> so, but she has all those posters around her room still. Like I just saw. She has Jordan posters. Did she put those up after? Like she's like, oh yeah, I guess it's fine now. Like, just, it's just weird, because it's not like Natasha knows that she's a fan of Jordan. I don't, I don't know. Well, they basically pick up the phone because it's ringing. Because it's Madonna. 
Well, yeah, it was Madonna, but they got a hold of Eddie and realized that it's Jordan's phone. And then they start freaking out. So now they realize that they have Jordan's phone. Natasha is ready to start scheming. She wants Jordan to change his look, and they start messing with his schedule through his phone. Yeah. So they schedule him a haircut. They schedule him. He already had a haircut scheduled. Oh. They just tell the, the person. How to style it. How to style it. That's right. Thank you. And meanwhile, like, Brittany's old friends who are obsessed with Jordan and Natasha, they all don't get along. So Brittany's a little torn. Um, and she also doesn't really stick up for Natasha to the other three friends. No. But Natasha also is kind of embellishing and exaggerating them having Jordan's phone and stuff. So, well, it's like, maybe don't tell everybody that you have his phone. Yeah. (laughs) It's okay to keep some secrets. So I think they come up with, they call Eddie again. They set up a time to pick up the phone, but not before messing with Jordan's schedule. And um, the other thing is, I I think he hadn't broken up with Penelope yet, right? They end up doing something where they break up with Penelope for him. Because it's something like that. Yeah. And he and Jordan is fine with all these changes. Like, it's funny because he has no idea that someone is doing that. The funny thing is, is that Jordan is fine with all the changes that are happening. Yeah. Because he didn't like the way he was before anyway. He didn't like his girlfriend. He didn't like He didn't his... like being controlled by... Yeah, he's like, I'm fine with all these changes. But he doesn't realize that it's these two girls doing it. (laughs) Yeah, they're still protesting to save the Ashbrook house, which is that abandoned building. And so basically they're telling like the hairdresser all the things to and not to do. And this is when we get the haircut reveal as well. Yeah. So we get the haircut reveal. Jordan's hair looks fantastic. It doesn't look like a greasy mop on his head anymore. Yeah, he's got the frosted tips. He's got a beautiful smile. It's out of his face now. Doesn't look as greasy or gross. And then, um, yeah, so then it's like made like a news report of him cutting his hair. And because everyone, it's very um, <laughs> Felicity. Yeah, Felicity. Where she cut her Carrie hair Russell. and people are pissed. And it's people, like, it's hair. Yeah, people unnecessarily freaked out. And, and, and Taryn, uh, or uh, Jordan's like, it really doesn't look that bad. Right. That's what I'm saying. I agree, Jordan. It looks way better. (laughs) And then, and then they're all freaking out and, and Jordan's like, it's just hair. It'll grow back. Please don't grow it back. (laughs) Yeah. The manager's more worried about his image being changed now, but then he's like, oh, we'll just pitch this as his new image. His new look, his new song, his new image. And we'll premiere it with your new song more than me. So, yeah, all this all this shit is, like, bothering Jordan. It kind of reminds me of, which is a movie we'll get to, the, uh... Someday. When we're more consistent with our posting. <laughs> Gary, what's the name of that movie with Sterling Knight? Starstruck! Thank <laughs> you! The Starstruck movie where, like, he's also kind of... He's tired of being managed. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's oh, tired of oh. being managed and all this stuff, and it's v- very reminiscent of that. Maybe that's why I like stuck in the stu- suburbs. Oh my gosh, starstruck, stuck, starstruck in the suburbs. 
Whoa. Starstruck in the starburst? In the starburst? <laughs> okay, Jordan just looked into the mirror and said, you know, I, I really, really don't, don't look that, that bad. bad. And then he and winked at himself. Agreed. And I <laughs> want to vomit. Also, then we see the phone. She Brittany sees this, like, in- note that's, like, my lyrics, but it's, like, locked. It's got, like, a passcode on it. Yeah, Brittany. And she's trying to figure it out. She's like, oh, my gosh, he writes his own lyrics? Yeah. And she's like, like, um, yeah. That's not the first time a, a, a musician, musician has writes- written their own music. Yeah. I mean, I guess during that time it probably wasn't as common because at the time it was very pop star. Someone else writes your songs for you. Um, which is, there's nothing wrong with that, but, um... Yeah, it's just kind of funny that she's like, oh my gosh, this is the first time I've ever heard of anyone writing their own songs. Her little brother is once again spying on her, and he helps her hack into his phone. And I don't know how he knows how to do that. He's like 10. Well, no, because she said, he says, what's his birthday? And she says, 4182, which is hilarious, because he's saying, um, well, I mean, that's not my birthday, but what? I mean, knowing your celebrity crush's birthday. Oh, same. sure, yeah. Um... But anyway, and then she says, oh, he uses his own birthday as his password. And he goes, no, he's over the age of 14, which means that he uses the factory settings, which I don't think that that is accurate. Probably not. Um, That's just some bullshit Disney made up. It probably wasn't accurate in this time frame. It's not accurate now. But we're here. We're vibing. We're there for it. Yeah. So she hacks in, is able to read his lyrics. And she's like, wow, his lyrics are really good. And she's like, they don't really sound like his songs. Yeah. She's really confused because she's like, they don't sound like the pop stuff that he's been writing. And Natasha says, why do we fucking care about this? And then Brittany's like, no, I'm determined. We we need to help him. Uh, his voice isn't being heard in his songs, and we need to help him release these songs. Yeah. So Natasha's like, well, anything for a scheme. <laughs> she's yeah. like, I'm down. So... Then they decide to switch out his wardrobe. They do even more makeover type things for Jordan. <laughs> I hate the hat. Um, and I love the dance moves with the biting the... It's very white boy dance. Yeah, dance jo- Jordan's now had a makeover in his clothes and he's wearing this like beanie, which doesn't look great on him, but it's fine. Here's, here's a really it's fun whatever. thing. Here's a fun thing for you to do. On some late night when you're bored and you want to watch something from Disney Channel in the early 2000s, you watch it and you go and you look for anything that has any sort of writing because 90% of it is blurred. Yeah, I'm not sure. Some of that has to do with, I know that on like um, the Even Stevens show, there were some episodes where things are blurred out on posters because they're numbers that don't exist anymore. Or their numbers that people kept calling because they didn't think to to take out or not include those real things on posters in the scenes, you know? Right. Because usually you just use fake numbers. But this movie, she's like writing lyrics on her And the, all of the lyrics are blurred out. And it's like, I'm not sure why they, they're doing that because it's just her writing. It's not a phone number. It's not any type of yeah. personal information. You so. almost, we almost had to find this on DVD. Yeah. Just so we can see what the lyrics were. Oh, right. maybe maybe I could Google it. The city is a crazy something. Don't want to be a something. What a pretty face. Don't know if I'll be. I've got a the thing on it. It's, you Googled that? It's a screenshot. 
but I don't, hmm. I... But that's so weird that it's blurred out on Disney+. Plus. It's a screenshot from, like, a YouTube video of that scene. Right. So I know that it's not blurred, like, in every version, but but a lot of people said, some people were being funny with it, and they were like, they're actually the lyrics to Only by Nicki Minaj. <laughs> um, someone said it's because they're awful. Well, that's true. They could have also blurted out because they're like, none of these words make sense put together. But Why was I this shown on camera? <laughs> true. And I think, too, the lyrics that the mom reads are, the door is closed on my dreams, life is being lived far away. But I don't think that's what's written on the no. notepad. So maybe it was a continuity thing? No, because remember what happens is she starts it off the, writing the song as the door is closed. And then as she becomes happier and as she and Natasha are hanging out. She writes it as the door is open or yeah, something. Yeah, she shit. changes the word closed to open. <laughs> Which is like, okay, good for you. I know what I'll do. The door is open. And she all of a sudden she's like more optimistic about her life. So Brittany's getting happier. Jordan's getting happier. And the manager is not happy about this at all. He's getting unhappier. <laughs> Hi, I'm Trudy. And my name is Joseph Trudy, but you can just call me Judy. And you are listening to QVC, HSN, NBC, ABC, DFJ. Listen up, Trudy. Listen We've on. had a long fucking day. Yes. Do you know what we had to do today, people? A lot. We had to go to therapy. And I swear to God, if I have to go to any more sessions with Drudy, I'm going to lose it. Because I like to go by myself. Right, Drudy? You Do think... you like to go by yourself? No, Drudy wants me to come with no, you. No, I like to go by, I go by myself. We have to go through couples therapy. I don't like doing it, though. I hate it. It's maybe my least favorite thing. I and don't know what you really expect long. me to do. It is court-ordered. Well, it's... I don't like that the court's ordering me to do something just because I broke the law, sort of. Just because I murdered a couple people. I mean, allegedly. come on. Allegedly? Yeah, allegedly I murdered some people. So what? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. <sighs> anyway, d you didn't think it was a long day today? I, I agree that it was a long day, but you act like it's a walk in the park for me to go to therapy with you. Okay, fair enough. But we dove into some stupid shit today. I can't believe... Well, that's not my fault. That's fucking the therapist. What's her name again? I don't know. Andrea? Is that her name? I don't know. Maybe her name is Andrea Anderson. Something about Andes. I don't remember what. Evers and Evers. The Andes Mountains or something like that. The oh, it was Andy. Andy's Mints. <sighs> well, she she was having us dive into some deep things, shifting through a bunch of piles of shit of our relationship and I can't believe can't believe we had to go through all that today. And now we have now they expect us to come to work and be happy. It's quite well, exhausting. I'm not gonna be happy. They always they always say to us, listen, promote these products with a smile on your face. Never. I'm never I doing I tell that. you this much. We've never had smile on our face when exactly. we were promoting these. I think maybe the only time we are is when the product is so stupid we start laughing about it. That's true. Yes. Yeah, there's some pretty stupid fucking products they have us do out here. Like microwave? What yeah. the hell is it? We don't even we've sold one. 
Exactly. No one wants to buy our shit. How do we, how do we even have this as a job? I don't know. I don't know who hired us. I don't either. I think we just started talking. I think maybe it's like a mob boss or something. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. If I end up dead tomorrow, you know who did it. Well, like, no, they don't. You gave a very generic mob boss. I think you'll be fine. Mm, okay. Yeah, I won't name names, but... I want to. Don't I want to so badly, Trudy. That fir their first name starts with a no J. No, I said it. No, it doesn't. It's going on air. No, it starts with a G. No, you it doesn't. To, you don't know how to spell his name. <sighs> All right, Judy. You want to know what the fucking product is today? I, mean, I, I thought we were just going through event session, but sure. What is it? It's a physician. A, a, a doctor. Yes, exactly. Got a PhD in carbonation. It's Dr. Pepper. You ever had that before? You ever heard of it? Is it like Dr. Pib? Dr. Pib? That's Pib Extra. There's a yeah, Dr. Pib. There's a Mr. Pib. Mr. Pib? He eats shit for breakfast. Dr. Pepper is highly sophisticated, What's smoking other... on a cigar, chomping down What's every morning with a glass of wine. What? There's another doctor. I don't know. There's like Dr. Thunder. And do you really trust a Dr. Thunder over a Dr. Pepper? I'd rather go see Dr. Pepper. Why can't Dr. Pepper be our therapist? Dr. Pepper, do you know what it does? It burns your fucking throat. But it burns so good. It's so carbonated, so bubbly, so fresh, and so saturated with tons and tons of high-fructose corn syrup. But it tastes so fucking good, Trudy. Is corn syrup? Yeah, high-fructose corn syrup. That's different than just your average Joe hell? Blow this, I Googled corn it. syrup. I Googled this. You Googled high fructose uh, corn syrup? I Googled Dr. Pepper. Oh my it says God. it was created in the 1800s by pharmacist Charles no. El Elderton. This was not created in, in the... Wego, Texas? Hold up a minute. This Charles Elderton, not... his last name is not even Pepper? Excuse me, Drudy. This is fresh off the market. This should not be made in the 1800s. What are you fucking talking about? It says established 1885. Who the hell has a selling Dr. Pepper if it's not a fresh off the market product? I don't know. Who who gives us the products? I still don't know. Well, because it was. If you're who talking was it before, it was. If Phil? you're talking about Janine, no, forget Janine. about fucking fucking breathing for the last gasp of air, Phil. Who gives a shit about that guy? Breathing for the last gasp. He was. He couldn't even speak. Hey, he's a good friend of mine. Or he was. Exactly. He was a good friend of yours. Okay, Janine well. has been doing some things, and I honestly am starting to trust her. And that scares me. Janine. That starts with a J. Are you saying Janine is the mob boss? No. Janine is the one who gets the information from the mob bosses. We need to stop talking about the mob, Trudy. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. For God's sake. We already have enough enemies as it is. We don't need more. Who's your enemies? I have no enemies. Oh, Rudy, trust me. You have enemies. One of them, namely me. Now well, that's because you're just a bitch. Okay, do you know how this Dr. Pepper is packaged? No, I'm assuming in a bottle if it's a fatty liquid. Yeah, it's a bottle. But imagine if the packaging... Money? No, imagine if the packaging was in the shape of a penis. Wouldn't that be 8,000 8, times better? I don't want to talk about this. 
I do. How much money do you know does how, it cost? Do you know how boring the bottle designs are? How much money does it cost to it's buy? It's like 15 cents per bottle. Oh, that's not... That's... That's bad. What is our shipping? Like 80 bucks. Oh, that is very expensive. 15 cents for a bottle of Dr. Pep. Yeah, I know, but it, it balances out with the 80 bucks for shipping. Just calm down. No, if you did like $1,000 for shipping, I'd maybe I'd believe you a little bit more. Okay, well, if you wanted $1,000 for shipping, you would agree with me that the bottles should be shaped as dildos instead of whatever the fuck their shape is right now. Well, I don't think people need to be sticking bottles up there. Hoohies. I didn't say they have to do the, that. They're glass. I'm just saying it would be interesting if the well, bottle was shaped like bottle, a penis. Imagine if the bottle broke and you got glass all up in that hole. That's gotta oh be fun. Oh my fine. god. Trudy. I'm just saying. I didn't say that you should be doing that. I'm just saying the design of a bottle would be way more interesting if that's what it looked like. Sure, but how would it stand up straight? The balls. <laughs> the balls would hold it up. It'd be like a little mic stand. So you're telling me that the head is at the top of the bottle, so exactly. you're drinking out of a penis head? Exactly. Wouldn't that oh, be interesting? Lord. Okay. I don't care. I don't think people would care. I think they'd be a little turned off by that. I think it'd be interesting packaging, though. I think I'm you'd thinking have to, about it. Okay, but think about it in a, like a Walmart. What if they were like colorful? What if it's like the fruit punch, fruit punch soda? Jeez. But imagine a penis-shaped bottle that's got like green soda, red soda. Purple soda. We're back to the gumball situation again, and I don't know that you... It'd be like a line of Roy G. Biv on your... It'd be Roy a, G. Biv on... It'd be a line of Roy G. Biv on your counter space, on your aisles in the Roy store. Roy G. Biv, Roy G. Dick? Is that what you're in, Is that what you're going for here? No. I'm just saying it's a Roy G. Biv. They're all, like, red, But they're orange. shaped in a penis, still. Right. It's just a bunch of penises, but it's red, orange, yellow. Like, you know, I'm all sorry, lined is up. that how the bottle comes? Or is this just your idea that we've been talking about for about an hour now? This is just my idea, Drudy. Well, I you're honestly... going to have to cut these down because we've been talking about penises for <laughs> about 50 minutes. I'm just saying, I think that would be way more interesting packaging than the stupid-ass packaging it's in currently. Can I see what it is in currently? Sure, here. Look at that. Tell me this isn't the most boring fucking thing you've ever seen. You're holding up absolutely nothing. I need you to go grab a bottle so I can actually see. I don't have any fucking bottles. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Then how are we going to sell? I'm not getting that bullshit. It's a plastic bottle. Oh, it's not a glass? Exactly. It's not glass, you idiot. Oh, so it wouldn't break if you shoved it. No, but you probably shouldn't do that anyway. But it is more safe now, so go for it. No. So fifteen cents with eighty dollars oh shipping. God. Yeah, that's the cost. I just wanted you to agree with me that that would be more interesting packaging, but instead you let me go on and on and on about Roy G. Biv penises, and I can't believe you. You yeah, could have saved me from this monstrosity, it, absolutely. and you didn't. That would be much more interesting packaging. Thank you. That's all I fucking wanted. Can't you see when I'm looking at you in the eyes that I want you to agree with me, and you never do. To completely honest. I stopped paying attention after you after you brought up that you can use it as dildo. Well, that's a shocker. Well, you can get this at... It's drudy.trudy.shop. Some bullshit like it's that. It's Drudy Trudy Shop. If you really have any questions, you can... Um, you can direct them towards Janine. Who runs our Instagram account? Oh, yeah. I guess she's the one that does that. So, 
Goodbye. Back to the podcast. And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You, you cut me off at a weird thing where I was laughing about the manager being unhappier while everyone was happier. Anyway, yeah, I so cut the manager... you off because you were going in, in a weird direction. Sure I was. So the manager's like, Eddie, fix this shit. And Eddie's like, uh, I don't know what to do. Then we have a scene where um, Brittany is listening at the half wall. Which, this is a new thing. It's no yeah. longer always check the stairs. It's, it's like, check around your house. <laughs> yeah, how about just look behind you? Because your kid's probably listening to you behind the half wall in your house. It and sounds like the, like the the name of an early 2000s like Panic at the Disco Fall Out Boy song. <laughs> or even, like, the 1975 nowadays. Like, the, just, like, the unbelievably long, like, check, check the wall, the half wall in your house for the kid listening at your secrets and biting her lip <laughs> so she's spying on her mom and dad talking and the mom is really frustrated and sad because she's crying yeah she's crying because she feels she feels defeated and she feels like there's nothing everything she's been doing to try to save this house is not working and Brittany decides to take it upon herself to fix this problem i'm so sorry they did it again they did it again where Eddie is now calling, he called the wrong number again. He called one of Brittany's friends. But but as soon as it became a split screen, it shoved him out of the way. Yeah, and he like moved in in his camera shot. He moves as if the thing actually pushed him. It's like, that is not how this should be working. <laughs> so they basically received the call from Eddie and now they're like, wait, Brittany knows Jordan? Natasha and Brittany are kind of talking about it with... Brittany's friends, but Brittany's taking all the credit for it. And Natasha's like, what the fuck? And so she's getting upset with her. All of all of the friends and everyone's like giving Brittany attention. They're all giving Brittany attention and Brittany's like, well, I'm going to get him to sing at the Ashbrook house. So you all should come because we're going to try to save it. Natasha's super pissed and she walks away. She walked away. Couldn't say why she... So then we have a back-to-back -back phone call split screen, which is even stupider than all the other ones. <laughs> and I Somehow, think, yeah. I think she's trying to figure out the best time to meet up with Jordan to switch phones because that's when she's going to get him to sing at the Ashbrook house. And then she now she's threatening to download and release Jordan's original songs. Or delete them. Or delete them, yeah. She's like something about deleting them or I'm going to release them. Something. She's like, she's, she's being a fake fan, really. Yeah, she's threatening Eddie because Eddie keeps saying, no, no, we're not going to set up a time for you to meet. It'll just be me and you. But she wants Jordan to be there. So he agrees. And then, oh, then we get a scene with Brittany and her family. And I can't believe this scene. Brittany is eating the biggest fucking sundae I've ever seen in my and whole life. And it's just life. whipped cream in a bowl. It's just whipped cream. Let's be real. Well, obviously, because they weren't going to afford to have a bunch of <laughs> ice cream melting in a bowl. Yeah. But it is the biggest fucking bowl. And she takes like two bites of it. And then the the little brother is eating like a small bowl of cereal or something. It's not even ice cream. And then... or No, no I, I think I guess, it is ice cream. I guess it was. But it's a tiny, tiny bowl. And then he's like, all right, I'm going. Then... She doesn't want to finish her giant bowl of ice cream. The brother comes over to finish it, but the mom's like, no. 
I'm sorry. What a if, waste. If it's already out in the bowl and she's not going to eat it, then let the brother eat it. Yeah. What the hell is the difference there? There is none. It's the stupidest scene. And they just put it right in the cupboard. <laughs> oh, yeah. The dad puts the ice cream bowl in the cupboard. <laughs> and then he, like, questions it. At least he questions yeah, it. Yeah, at least he's like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> it's so stupid, though. Brittany's mom is super excited that Jordan is coming. But the problem is that Brittany has not asked Jordan yet. <laughs> yeah. She just keeps telling her mom, he's going to be there. And it's like, you don't know that because you haven't asked him or even met him yet. I will tell you guys this much. It does happen. Yeah, of, <laughs> of course. It works out. So then Brittany goes to Natasha's house because she wants to talk with her. But then she realizes, because she's talking to Natasha's mom, that Natasha has lied about Everything. her life. She's been exaggerating about her life. She said that her dad lives in Europe and works there, but I think it's actually that their dad, dad left, left them. And... That life in New York, like, they had to leave because they're broke. You know, things like that where she's just been lying about stuff. And then, yeah, then we get flashbacks from the movie that we've been watching for the past half hour, which they love to do in these movies. They're like, remember all that stuff you watched two minutes ago? Well, I'm going to show it to you again in flashback form. <laughs> so, <laughs> Like, thank you for the absolute pointless part of this movie. Yeah. So then Brittany and Natasha get into a big fight. Brittany's mad at Natasha for lying. Natasha's mad at Brittany for taking all the attention and lying about being a fan of Jordan because she's like, I knew you were a friend, a fan of him and you lied to me anyway. Then they say some really harsh things to each other. They start calling each other pathetic um, and then they uh, break up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially. It's a serious, yeah, it's basically a, a friendship breakup. And then, um, then I think we get like a song, right? Like a sad song, a montage. And then Danielle's doing some fake crying where she's rubbing her eyes. But there's no <laughs> tears. But there is a stream, like a black stream of mascara um, <laughs> that they clearly put on right before. Like, I got to make sure they know that they're crying. Then we get more flashbacks. We get another flashback montage to like a slow song. Because they're remembering their friendship from the past two days. <laughs> and then we see Danielle, um, sorry, sitting Brittany, on the bench. sitting on the bench, like questioning life and thinking about all the good times they shared. Yeah. And I'm not kidding when I say they do flashes of every single scene that we've already watched. Yeah. It's a bit unnecessary. <laughs> it's extremely unnecessary. So then, Also, I'm now realizing the continuity there. That... Yeah, she was sitting on a bench with a with a shake or a smoothie. No, they're walking together. Yeah, and then then they flash to her riding on a bike, but later I think she's back on a bench with a smoothie, right? Yeah, because she's talking to Jordan on the phone. Yeah. So so Brittany's talking to Eddie, and Eddie's like, Jordan's disappeared, he's missing. I have no idea where the fuck he is. I don't know how we're going to get you to meet up with him. And I don't know where your phone is. Yeah. So... I think she ends up calling her own phone, right? I think so. Or, no, Jordan calls her. Calls his phone. Yeah, so now Brittany's back on the bench that she had supposedly left. <laughs> and it looks like Jordan and her are sitting on the exact same bench. They look like they're in, they're definitely look like they're in the same park, just like blocks yeah. and blocks away from each other, Because that bridge, Mel, go back a little bit. What? When you see the wide shot of his, look to the very far left of the screen it's the bridge that's behind her 
Oh, right. So she's literally like six feet from him. If that. Yeah. So they aren't far from each other. They're just on like opposite sides of the but park. But they're acting like they're eight, eight million miles away. <laughs> yeah. And so Jordan's talking to her like, hey, you took my phone. And she's like, no, I didn't take your phone, but we did mess with you. And he's like, what the fuck? But then he's like, you know what? It's fine. <laughs> Like, he doesn't get too mad about it because he is happy about the changes that have been happening. Mm. So she... She basically tells him, you're not going to find a taxi here. You're in the suburbs. And she's like, how about we meet up and switch phones? And And meanwhile, the the product or the... The director of the music video, the manager. manager, has been tracking Jordan's phone and finds her. Right. With his phone. Then she and they're get- like, we gotta chase after her! Yeah, then she gets on her bike and runs away. And Jordan's like, um, okay, bye. And most likely rides her bike right past him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he wouldn't have noticed because he doesn't know what she looks like. But I think you're right. So she's riding on her bike, um, trying to get away from these she guys. She goes home. Right. She goes home, runs up to her room. And who's in her room? Natasha. Natasha. They make up after they just broke up. <laughs> Quite literally. It's been two hours. Bless. And you know what? I'm going to say that's probably, it's close to reality. For high school friends? Sure. They're, yeah, they're like 14. They're freshmen. I, I suppose it would depend on what the argument was about. Yes, but this this kind of argument makes absolute sense that, okay, Maybe I'm sorry. Yeah, let's just be friends again. And we both lied about shit, so we should stop being so mean to each other. Brittany tells her her plan that they were going to meet up with Jordan to give him his phone, but Jordan went missing and then he called her and now she's being chased and how- And that Jordan liked everything that they did. Right. And that he wants to release his own songs and live his own life. And they're like, well, we got to help him. So Eddie shows up with the manager and Natasha and Brittany start running. They hop fences. They- Pull do a Ferris a, Bueller moment. Yeah, they do a Ferris Bueller runaway. Um, and they're trying to get away. And then the song, Was it really? Yeah, that's when the, Stuck in the middle with you. Cause I guess Natasha's, I don't remember that that song plays in this movie. It does. It plays in this movie. Because then Natasha's on like the back of her bike. Um, and they're basically just running, trying to find... They're running away from the manager, but running to sort of find Jordan. Yeah. Brittany's plan was to meet him at the bench that he was sitting at, which was in the same park they were in. (laughs) And she was like, just stay there. I'll be there. But then she started getting chased by the manager. So then they had to run out the backyard away from him, get on the bike. And then when they got to the bench that he was at, he's not there. So then they call him. He gets, he's in a restaurant, like a diner, and he's just, like, ordering food, but then he sees that there's, like, a kid's toy. Dude, I do not remember that scene. You don't remember that? He, see there's a, he sees there's a kid's toy, and he's like, oh, cool, and he opens it up, and it's a bobblehead of himself, and he's, like, so mad. <laughs> and then people see that it's him, because he's an idiot, and didn't keep his hat and sunglasses on. Yeah, he didn't keep his disguise on. And then Brittany and Natasha see the crowd that's chasing him, and they're like, well, that must be him. So then they ride up next to him and introduce themselves. And, and then he does a hurdle over a stroller, and I've never been more attractive <laughs> in my entire life. 
So they're catching up, and then I think they find a hiding spot in the playground. They go into, like, one of those giant tunnels. tunnels that you crawl through as a kid. Then they do this whole thing where they switch phones, but before they do... um, They, they, they post them new lyrics to More Than Me. Yeah, his lyrics that he wants out there, they post to the whole world. And then we get... The worst split screen phone call because it happens 800 times with the same six actors. Mm-hmm. It's It turns from a three-person phone call to a six-person to a nine-person. And it's like the Brady Bunch boxes of people. And it people. just keeps getting bigger and bigger, but it's the same six, seven girls. Seven or eight girls. And they all just keep screaming and saying the same thing. And it's just like, it's obnoxious. Because it's like, at least it get a bunch of people. It gives me heartburn. It gives you heartburn. <laughs> And the manager and Eddie are still tracking his phone. It's it, Those shots of these guys in the car chasing after them is really pointless. Other than the fact that we find out that the new lyrics have been released to More Than Me, and the manager is pissed. And the man- manager's like, these aren't even the right lyrics. But then Eddie's like, no, these are Jordan's lyrics. Right. <laughs> it's like, then they go to the tunnel. They left the phone there, didn't they? Yeah. They, they left it with, like, a guy on a bench or something like that. So then we cut to where Jordan, Natasha, and Brittany escaped to. And it's Jessie. Jessie came and picked them up in her car, and she can't drive really well still. Mm-hmm. So she keeps braking every five seconds. But this is us when we started shipping Jessie and Jordan. Yeah. Also, I For do no reason say... whatsoever, other than we were like, wouldn't it be kind of cute if those two got together? Yeah. <laughs> and I will say... That um, <laughs> Darren Killam shared a story about how Brenda Song invited him to her birthday party. And Ashley Tisdale was there. And it was Ashley Tisdale, Brenda, and him, and that was it. And he thought it was going to be like a bigger party. Because he's like 20-something, like and, they're, and like they're all 15, like 15, 16. 16 years old. And he was like, yeah, sure. Because like he met her doing this movie. <laughs> and then it was just her three. and Ashley and him. And he was like, um, this is weird. <laughs> He's like, I thought there would be adults here, and now I'm the only adult, and I'm babysitting these two teenage girls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's like, well, okay, that's fine. Last time, I say yes to a birthday invitation. (laughs) I love that. That's so funny. So Jesse drives them to the Ashbrook house, and And then he sings. Yeah. Then he sings. He sings. After the crowd riots a little bit. Yeah, the crowd is upset, and they think that Brittany and Natasha were lying about Jordan actually being there. And then when he shows up, everyone's screaming and cheering, and the mom looks like she's got a crush on Jordan already. Which, same! (laughs) Like, everyone in their family has a crush on Jordan. Where did the cops come from? I don't know. I guess they were there the whole time, but... Um, So then... Which, honestly, if I were the mom, same. Yeah, so then Jordan is super nervous. Oh, she's like the mom is so starstruck starstruck cameras flashing i can't Come wait to watch that one. Oh, oh, dude it's a musical technically i mean technically this one is but that one has more music in it and i promise you i promise you we're watching that one live yeah, we'll do like I, a live commentary, you mean? <laughs> I tell you this much, guys. I love that movie. I'll be a hero. Could you be the one? It's pretty good. Could you be, be the one? one? Could you, you be, be the one, one for me? me? 
So Jordan goes. In my shades. So Jordan goes onto the house and he's getting ready to sing, but he's nervous. So then Brittany gives him a pep talk and is like, Jordan, you can do this. I want I'm Jordan. <laughs> She's like, it's okay. They're going to love who you are no matter what. And he's like, um, okay. So then he goes out there and sings his new song. And everyone loves it. And it's Drew Seeley singing. But it's Taryn Killam being the cutest old man. Playing guitar. <laughs> and he's he's like trying to save the house too, even though he has no idea why. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I guess I'll agree with this. Yeah, He sings the song. Everyone loves it. We see more flashbacks. <sighs> yeah, during this song, we get more flashbacks of now the latter half of the movie flashbacks. So it's of yeah. them running away from the manager and on and the bike and meeting up with Jordan. It's like, I don't need flashbacks. We just watched that. We just watched it, Aerie. I'm aware. Also, how did how did they get his bandmates underneath and set up so quickly? He's got like a drummer and an acoustic guitar and and like a keyboardist on the second or on the first level and he's on the second level on the balcony. And it's like, I don't understand. How did he get all his bandmates there so quickly? I don't know, but Taryn Killam looking into my eyes while he sings is next level. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I think some of these flashback shots are even the same ones from earlier. Yeah, they are. (laughs) They're they're acting like it was a a TV show. Right. As if it's like this introspective flashback look at all the seasons you've watched. Which, can I just say, Melissa, I would totally watch a TV show of this. If it was just Jordan Cahill living his life. But it's like... And this was like the conclusion. But I guess, but it would also kind of be like a Jonas feeling. Like the show where it's like the celebrities, but they go to a normal school. Yeah. You know? That that would be the kind of thing that would probably happen if it were a show. It'd be like, Jordan, but he goes to school. He goes to school. It would be another Cinderella story with Drew Seeley. Yeah. Where he decides to keep it real and go to public school. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. That's how Drew Seeley says that. (laughs) I'm just trying to keep it real. (laughs) So then the house the house is saved. It's honored as a historical site. All because of Jordan Cahill singing there. Yeah, but I don't know what that did. I mean, I guess it caused all these people to want pay to... Pay attention. And help raise money for it. Like, it's kind of like a fundraiser. I suppose. So then they're all in the car together. For some reason, Natasha has joined their soccer team, which doesn't make sense, other than the fact that she had a soccer ball And also... Purse. Jordan is now like best friends with Brittany. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's like chatting it up with Brittany. Often. It's like Jordan, that's the weird part. It's that you continued to like chat with Brittany over the phone as if you're BFFs, and it's like it's a little weird because I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be like. And now the brothers like, yeah, let's watch music update. Let's dance together. Yeah, now everyone's excited. Also, Jesse's excited to look at the screen. Which because Jordan's there, which furthered our oh, wait, ship. No. Jordan's not there. Oh, that's right. This ends with the music video, but the the lip synced Drew Seeley. Um, it is Eddie now. <laughs> Eddie. Yeah, Eddie all of a sudden became the pop star, and I don't understand. So I don't know if I, here's the thing: is this ending is very unclear. I don't know. Did they? <laughs> Did they know. do a Drew Seeley to Jordan Cahill? <laughs> They say you're contracted to sing, but Eddie will be the face of it. I guess. So you don't have to worry about it. Because his voice has to be the same. It's the same voice as Drew Seeley. So I don't understand. Has Drew Seeley always been the voice for both Jordan and Eddie? 
That's what I'm saying. And Jordan or can't even is actually Eddie, is Eddie the voice of Jordan? But Jordan's oh. saying live. Yeah, Jordan's saying live in quotations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, Paolo, can he sing? No. <laughs> but Yanni Gelman can. Gelman? I don't know how to pronounce his last name. But also in the music video, like... They're all Brittany, there. Yeah, Brittany, Natasha, and all her friends are the background dancers. I also don't know how they're all friends. Because the three girls have been know. bitches to them the whole entire movie. I don't know. And all of a sudden, they're BFFs again. And they're all on a soccer team. And it doesn't make sense that Natasha would be in the soccer team. I'm going to be honest, Mel. The ending really fell flat. The whole yeah. movie's great up until the end. <laughs> I'd agree with I'd agree with that fact. I don't like that it ends with all these people together doing a dance again to the and music And Jordan video. Cahill is like besties with a 17, 16-year-old. She's 14. With a 15-year-old. Because I'm assuming it's like about a year. Probably. Anyway, what's your moral of the story? Um, if you don't feel like you're good enough, don't change who you are to feel good enough because you'll just realize that you don't feel good enough either way. Yeah. Like, while you're busy pretending to be someone else, you're missing out on all the growth that you could be doing as a human being. And being yourself. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Mine is, if you sabotage a celebrity's life, it can make you so happy that you change your entire outlook on life and all of a sudden, all the closed doors in your Become life open. start to open, you know? Yeah. That's my moral of the story. So if you ever get the chance to sabotage a, specifically a celebrity's life, you should just do it because it's going to make them happier and you happier. And that's all we're searching for in life is happiness, right? Me and that's my what way. I, that's what I learned. Me and my way to ruin Zach really my life. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my way to sabotage. This is a long episode. We're out I of know. shape. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.